0: Baseball, mm-hmm. the Tigers just clinched their playoff spot. Hell yeah. Never go, look back, Andrew. Go Tigers, never look back. <laughs> I'm up to like
1: $500. Yeah, I've uh, I put a lot of money in the like you get coins when they win thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have like $500 also. I'm doing good. I don't know what I'm going to do with this money, but.
0: I really hope that the upping your upping your amounts like does something next season. I imagine They don't reset
1: the the Yeah, I don't I don't think they do, but also I don't know. So, I mean, there are things here that are very expensive, so there must be like people with lots of money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's pretty silly thing Hmm. i don't know how you found out about it was internet it, was it um what's his name hmm? Uh, austin walker is that how you found out
1: about it oh no it was just all over the internet like all the video game people i saw on the internet were talking about it at some point oh really yeah that's funny the giant bomb people talked about it on their podcast this week uh, other people I saw were talking about it all on Twitter last week. Okay. So.
0: Hmm. Should I pull up memory alpha?
1: I mean, do you need it for something? I
0: don't know. I feel like I'm always underprepared
1: for when we're there's like, nothing, does this thing exist? There's nothing. Well, it, we'll talk about it when we get to it. You're, you you know the, the exact the... thing that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Let's do it. Uh, do you know what number this is? Nope. Nope. Well, let's do it live. Subspace transmissions. Hi. Hey. How's it going, JJ? I'm doing all right. How you doing, man? Um, I'm good. <laughs> you I, know, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Hey, I want to start is like out. I am two, maybe. I think you're right. Uh, well, it's the discovery ones. But yeah. I want to start out by saying I watched that lower decks.
1: Okay, so I haven't. I'm gonna, though.
0: I was not gonna watch it before this podcast. I was just gonna sort of, like, build them up and do, like, five at a time because they're only a half hour long. And, Uh uh, And then Robert Kirkman posted about it and said, like, this is the most fun I've had this year so far and just, like, turning my brain off and enjoying something.
1: And we value Robert Kirkman's opinion.
0: Uh, I mean, he, he, you don't, you don't value Robert Kirkman's opinion.
1: I mean, he is a creator of many beloved works. Yeah. But like, does he have good opinion on like media? Cause Maybe. like creators don't, aren't always people that are like, that I want to, like, I want to have their taste in things. Okay. Not all the time. Right. Well, I think you're right
0: to say that a little bit because, you know, he does write some stuff that I don't enjoy. So, you know, maybe, maybe if, you know, somebody like if you just don't enjoy anything that he does, you might not have the same opinion as him.
1: Um, I mean, you know, disregarding Robert Kirkman, I'm going to try this lower decks thing. We're okay. going to see.
0: Well, so I, his, uh, post inspired me to try it last night instead of just holding off for a little bit. Um, I do have to say, I didn't like laugh out loud at any of it, mm-hmm. but I would just smiled and watched it. I think it has potential to be good.
1: You didn't groan.
0: I did not groan at one, at any point in time.
1: Okay. That's
0: good. The stand in for Riker is maybe the best part of the show so far.
1: <laughs> okay. Nice. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, I I will say, uh, you know, if it didn't make you groan, that's probably good because I groaned at least once, probably more than once per episode in this block of discoveries. So
0: I did, but also towards the end of this block of discoveries, I was kind of like, all right, okay, here we go.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, they're getting around to the thing they wanted to do at the beginning of the season. And in the middle, they just wasted our time. Yeah. This could have been like a six episode season, I yeah. wonder.
0: If they're going to do this narrative, season to season, connected structure, boy, there's really you know, an opportunity to do it quicker than this.
1: And, you know, hey, even if you don't want to, right? You know, you can have episodes that are like, Only lightly related to the thing. Yeah, like they did this with some of the episodes this season, right? Like that time where they went to the planet and it was all people from Earth, but they were out wherever. Yeah. That episode was like kind of only barely related to the plot.
0: But it had a good side Star Trek moral. It was maybe the best episode of Pike so far.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we got a little character stuff in it. And then, you know, they kind of did like a whole whole like. Yeah. Oh, woo. Uh, and the the B plot, really, the main plot was the B plot in that episode. Yeah. And that was good?
0: I, yes. You could do that? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, what Voyager did. The main plot was always the B plot. Right. Right? Like, we're still trying to get to Earth. Did we have our meeting this episode about getting to Earth? Yes. Three minutes were spent this episode because we don't really have a big thing, but we need to t- say that Bolana change the manifolds so that next episode, some aliens detect the new manifolds so that the episodes after, you know, like, yeah, that is a thing and it works well. And it definitely and, worked well in the one that you're talking about.
1: And, you know, you can also, you know, I, uh, this is, uh, maybe a bad thing, but you can also just not have things connected to the main story. You know, <laughs> I know they apparently don't like that here. Um, but some of the best episodes of TNG and DS9 are ones that really have nothing to do with the Bajoran conflict or with Picard and his struggles as you know the captain. It, TNG is a series of non sequiturs. Like really, there's almost no through line in that show.
0: Very little, D- other than the character development, right?
1: Right, right. And DS9 gets a through line as it goes farther on. You know, when the Dominion War starts and all this other stuff. But, but let's say one of some the of the strengths- best episodes. One of are the ones yeah, that are just whatever. Yeah, you know? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But one of the and, strengths of DS9, maybe, is that they weren't so ambitious that they looked at some of their characters and they were they were like, you know, Cisco's wife. Right, exactly. We could yeah. turn that connected into the main plot of actually she was. Yes, she died at Wolf three five nine, but like really, the the Dominion were response, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, twisting a character's background story beyond recognition.
1: Mm-hmm. Here,
0: maybe maybe not. I don't. Know. We'll debate. We could, we should debate what we think about that when we get to it. But yeah, uh, sure. So for you yeah. following along, because
1: like I, I literally wrote when we get to the thing we're talking about. All right. little spoilers here. Uh, these are Discovery episodes nine through 11.
0: Yep. So for uh, if you're following along and you want to listen and
1: after you've yeah, seen
0: that's the three episodes w- this time.
1: We we are going to talk about stuff second, uh, from all of these episodes.
0: Second to last set of episodes, because then it's uh, 12 through 14 after this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it.
1: Uh, yeah. It's like I literally wrote somewhere in yeah. this like, oh, they just retconned to Michael's backstory.
0: Yeah. They, like, they kinda, what are they doing? They kind of did a little bit. Um, I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll get there.
1: Yeah, we will. Sorry.
0: So they're running from Starfleet, but uh, because they have Spock on board and they sprung him from Section 31. That's how we open. Um, Admiral Cornwell joins Cornwell, right? Admiral Cornwell. Yes. I think it's Cornwell. Yes. Joins yes, the ship. I think you're right. Uh, because things are happening.
1: I immediately, she's already acting shady.
0: Yeah, a little bit, huh? A little bit shady. It's weird that, like, she was shady for maybe five minutes, and then they were like, we should probably just explain what's happening here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: Yeah. So, uh, I, first thing first here, can we please...
1: Please stop the spinning camera. Oh, my God. I hated this so much. (laughs) They did it for like one and a half scenes, I think. Like whoever was directing this episode or. It comes back, though. It just episode, decided, like, this is cool. I'm doing this. This is cool. Some of, I, what is the... What's that word? There's a, In filmmaking, there's a thing about a line. You're not supposed to cross a line or something. It uh-huh. disorients people. Oh, This guy's like, I don't believe in lines. I, think I like episode, circles.
0: Episode 9, I think, is a... Uh, Riker episode. Yeah, Frakes. Frakes directed, yeah.
1: Yeah, well... Apparently, Frakes doesn't believe in this line. You know, he just believes in circles and is all about walking around characters, literally like a dude holding a camera, walking in a circle around a thing. I was I was more taken aback by, the, like,
0: the spinning camera. It's upside down and we're spinning and now we're right side up. And it's like, yeah. oh, God, I know we're in space, yeah. but we don't.
1: Ugh. At least, the, At least the parts where we were in space, I could understand it as being, oh, we're in space. Yeah. The parts where it's like in a briefing room, yeah, <laughs> it was like too much. Stop. Yeah, I'm sp- uh, now we're with
0: Stamets. Spin the camera. Oh, okay. I don't think it's it not, man. You know, I don't think it's as bad as w- in like episode ten here, which is not frakes. uh it's like lens flare central in in their little powwow in the yeah. conference room.
1: I, yeah, but they love that conference room putting all the flares.
0: Every time they are in that conference room, it's like, we're, let's just shoot into the sun.
1: Gigantic blowout sun. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to park right next to the star out of that window in particular. You could even you know? park next to the star. Yeah, just rotate the ship five degrees. Or like, you know, put, yeah, maybe go orbit the other way, you know? <laughs> and so the. Put the other ready room on, on that side. Right, yeah, the one on the other side of the bridge. All right, that we never see.
0: All right, I think we've gotten all that out of the way. Now we can get to the plot.
1: Uh, so were you, uh, were you excited to learn that the admiral of Section Thirty One was a logic extremist, Andrew?
0: So is that what they were saying? It was that she. They thought they thought she was a logic extremist, or did Cornwell, they just think Cornwall
1: they- said? That the Admiral of Section 31 was a logic extremist. So she thinks she's a logic extremist because... She said that she was. She didn't say she thinks. She says, Admiral so-and-so is a logic extremist. She said that.
0: Okay. I thought that was because we find out... We find out a lot of things
1: very quickly here.
0: Yes. uh,
1: Too quickly, I might argue.
0: That there is something called control, which we've heard before, but didn't know what it was we right. thought control was just some sort of ship or like command center but it turns yeah. out control is like a computer processing unit the maybe the best one in starfleet one would guess maybe the predecessor to like the enterprise d computer or something like that that's an ai it's it's so it's almost an ai
1: right, right. they don't want it to be an ai well so like yeah they don't want it to become sentient sentient which it already kind of is yes but it's not like every fully evil evolved yet every admiral puts
0: their decisions into the computer apparently at this point in time
1: this is why i thought like when i called it an ai i meant it's like ai is like we have here in our life okay yes where like you give them things and they sort of like tweak and look at everything it and would, go like, I don't know, maybe this and you yeah. go, no, this is stupid. And then you don't do it. Right. Or so like, it
0: would be a modern AI, but uh, AI and Star Trek would have a, a different.
1: Sure. Situation. It would be very different. Like, yeah, not a Star Trek AI, like a modern. real world AI. Right. Okay. Yes. But like, I would yeah, agree with it, that, it's like a decision engine for them, right? Like they, they right. present all these options. It goes, I don't know. What about these? The admirals look at them and they pick one. Or in a lot of cases, they go, no, these are all dumb. We're doing what I said. Right.
0: Um, uh, so that's yeah. like revelation number one. Revelation number two is that Cornwell has been locked out of the system by P- Pafar, Pilar, P- something. some A Vulcan Admiral a Vulcan admiral
1: who is the head of Section 31,
0: apparently. Who, yeah. and, and, a, and a logic extremist. who uh, apparently. See, So this is the thing. Because she's been locked out by who she thinks is that person, she uh, she assumes she's a logic extremist?
1: Uh, so, see, I didn't, I don't know. Because the way they brought it all up, like back to back to back, she just made it sound like, oh, by the way, she's a logic extremist. And I didn't know if that was like, oh, she's a terrorist taking over Section 31. It certainly
0: seems like that until you get to control.
1: Or if she actually just was a logic extremist as the admiral. And this is why control has gone rogue. Or that's just who she was. And Starfleet was okay with that before. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Interesting theory that Star Trek could, or Starfleet could be okay with like, yeah, whatever. Like we know she's an extremist, but like she's effective as a 30 section 31 leader, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, th- it's all brought up so quickly, you can't really figure it out. So, anyway, uh, Arium. Arium? Arien. Mm-hmm. Arium? I think it's um? Arium. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the, the cyborg woman we've seen on the bridge a bunch of times that was infected by the probe AI with a virus right. of some sort, we assume. Uh, is seen in her quarters going through her memories, which is kind of
1: cool. I yeah, thought... We- we hadn't really gotten much characterization on this character before. So it was, it's too bad what they did in this, uh, this episode, but it was a good, these are the kinds of episodes we should get every so often about like side characters, you know, like the random bridge people. It would really
0: help me care about the people on the bridge a lot more.
1: Yeah. It's just unfortunate the way they did this, um, because this character is, like, slightly evil now. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll get through it. But pretty the... Pretty clearly uh,
0: not evil by choice. Um, no,
1: certainly not. Nah, no, but, like, you know, is an antagonist in yes, some way.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Um,
1: uh, pretty cool that she had... They give her enough of a backstory that you
0: know already, like, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: Hey, let's least, play chess, Andrew.
0: Yeah, she's like... Oh, wait, is that... Mm, no, n- no, we don't play chess yet.
1: Oh, sorry, you just meant the part where Arium was in her quarters going yeah, through the so, memories herself.
0: so she's trying to decode, and this is kind of important later, I guess, she's trying to, she's been ordered to decode
1: transmissions. the section
0: 31 s- transmissions from, from no, to control from, what's his face? Tyler? Tyler. Or- Ash, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she also is, like, doing... She's not doing that. She's decoding them for herself and downloading them, right?
1: She's... I think the... Uh, um. Well, so I don't... I didn't know if she's... I can't tell if she was downloading it or she was downloading, like, parts of the sphere data or something.
0: Yeah, so I think that the transmissions were sphere data. Uh, I see. And then, yeah, and it was... It was, all kind it of was of
1: transmissions th- to control from Discovery at some point. Data. Yeah. But it turned out that it wasn't um and so everyone just assumed that Ash had sent them and that's why he was in his And they
0: assumed Ash had sabotaged the spore drive, which she also did. Right, correct. Um, she definitely did that. And for some reason, what's her face? I can't remember her name, the security chief. Yes. Is already onto her somehow. Yeah. She's
1: like following her around. Okay. Um She sees her doing weird stuff and then it's like time to be Suspicious.
0: Spock and Burnham are not getting along so let's play chess.
1: Yeah, so let's play chess. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) Spock Uh, also doesn't know so he
0: throws the game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He literally flips the table over. Yep. He says, Uh, I like being angry and failing. They get very emotional.
0: And, uh... And then he like rips on her really badly. Like, yeah, he
1: kind of, yeah, they're pretty mean to each other
0: here. I assume that he is finally getting back at her for whatever she did to him when she was a kid.
1: It's yeah brutal, actually. Like, yeah, uh, it's pretty mean, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, like, you're, yeah, this is, it's all, all your, your parents fault died. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Like everything in this world is your fault. You're, you know the war was your fault, your parents being dead's your fault, everything's your fault, yeah, maybe like, you'll oh, stop man.
1: you know, yeah, Spock. it's bad, well, it's interesting brutal,
0: I think that it's in character, right, like he has to have these moments to be the Spock that he is later
1: I think i over the course of these episodes, I think and maybe like last episode also uh Spock has a good arc here from being you know, kind of the guy he was when we first find him to sort of how he ends up at the end of these episodes. Um I like it. Okay. Um But yeah, it, this scene in particular is pretty brutal to watch just because of how like, ooh, man, like, he, oh, man, that's really mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it clearly upsets um Burnham quite a bit.
0: But we don't have to dwell on it because we've got minds. Yeah, there's a lot of them, guys. So they show up at this control fob.
1: Uh, so they said, I thought this is Section 31 HQ here.
0: It is, but they called it a forward operating base for some reason.
1: Okay, that's not what an HQ is. I all understand. right, cool. They've
0: called it both things in this episode. Cool, 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 cool. I checked. Anyway, there's mines. There's spinning mines and exploding mines and all sorts of fun mines. But, yep. uh, Pike is like pissed off that there are mines cause they're illegal. Cornwell's answer is we didn't make them. Thanks. Letter of the law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is what he says. He's like, so this, and this is a cool, I thought the, maybe the best moment of this entire episode, maybe, um, because then we get into like other problems. Yeah.
1: There aren't better ones following, so you're probably right.
0: So the best moment of this episode is like, this is why you sent the Enterprise away from the war because you wouldn't have... I wouldn't have let you do this. I would have been at such a pain in your side for you guys breaking all these rules. And she's like, nah, actually, we thought we were going to lose the war and we sent away the people we thought would be the most... We sent away the best of us so that if we had to rebuild
1: Starfleet, you would still be alive. Yeah. And she's like, You're welcome, Pike. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, dang, man. Hey, okay, lady. <laughs> <laughs> dang, like, sorry. Oh,
0: <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> you got me in my folksies.
1: I know, right? Yeah. Um, Which yeah. was, co- I like it. It's a good, like, it is a, they needed to explain why they did that and they never had. And this is their, like, line where we're, gonna explain it right i don't know that i buy it but i also think it is like it's good for they had to do something here and that was something okay all right what happens uh, we have bad plans to go through the minefield in a special magic pattern that somehow the mines won't get us and then of course they get us anyway andrew <laughs> this is so stupid. and uh instead of just <laughs> using our like phasers patterns. and stuff Instead of using our phasers and stuff to shoot the mines and blow them up or whatever, we're just going to fly through them. Uh, also, um, yeah, we have to use random patterns because what if this is a game? <laughs> what if it's a game, Andrew? What, what if it was a game? And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. It must be. We're not going to analyze this any further. We're just going to go forward with it. It's and a it's game so, now.
0: When you think, you're like, What? It's, <laughs> it's even sillier when you think about the goal. Of, like, Arium needs to live. So, like, why are the mines blowing up the ship? (laughs) Yeah, man. Pretty
1: good question. What what? do you want?
0: Maybe I. Okay. Maybe it wanted to disable the ship permanently so that after. Yeah. After they could come in and all that. It
1: could come in. And, like, maybe the the AI doesn't care if it kills Arium as long as it can grab her corpse with the data or something, you know? know? Who knows it's dumb uh, and then at some point the mines just stop
0: oh they disable the impulse engines yes okay that was so it was said very quickly
1: i see I but didn't of course they're
0: disabled just inside transporter range and the shields are down
1: convenient
0: yeah.
1: the mines are attracted to the shields you know the computer they say that
0: knows everything because it's already apparently sentient even though it needs to become sentient Mm mm-hmm uh okay they go to the ship the ship is full of blood
1: it looks bad in here
0: it's frozen the
1: power is also like powers off there's barely air like it's it's bad
0: you think that they've been attacked by people but no it turns out they were killed by the computer
1: the evil ai was evil
0: The, the evil ai used holograms to pretend to be the admiral that talks to them on the screen. And also it turns out later Spock, they figure out is also a hologram because Saru
1: didn't detect an infrared signature. So like Saru's, uh, thing here is like, look, if you look at this video in infrared, there are like people's temperatures change or whatever, when they're in stressful situations or whatever, he's like, This is extremely obvious to me, a person who can see infrared, but unlike you humans, apparently, I have to show you this
0: with a color overlay. (laughs) Interesting that the Discovery transmissions all have infrared bands.
1: Yeah, right? Like, why would you even do that? That's not something that happens when you transmit video. But apparently, in the future, infrared is part of the video.
0: And apparently in the future, when you're trying to verify a video, no one thinks, we should check the infrared.
1: No, no one does that. Since apparently. we
0: record this infrared for some reason, we should check it.
1: This is the part where having a science advisor on your TV show writing room uh, could help you a little bit and <laughs> tell you this doesn't make any sense. Well, you could record why, why it. I mean, you could. Why, you could. You certainly could. But you could tell them, hey, why don't you just have Saru run some analysis on this video rather than saying here's the infrared on this video, which makes no sense. Um, And so then you get, you know, Saru shows them like, look, Spock is still blue this whole time in this video. He's not having changes in body temperature. My point is that uh, at the end of all this, like, they show, you know, a color overlay infrared on Spock, and Spock doesn't have any temperature fluctuations while he's going through murdering all those Starfleet people. And Saru's like, therefore... This is fake. And yeah. everyone's oh. like, hmm, yes, absolutely, you're right. Look, I'll show the video of the, the admiral. Aha, see? No color changes as she's being yelled at. Right. Therefore, she must be fake also. This proves she's a hologram. Not a vulcan. It's like I, not I, a, a wouldn't
0: be stressed. Just a hologram. Yeah, that's a bit of
1: a that's a bit of a jump, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Especially whatever. for Vulcans who don't get stressed yeah. because they don't feel emotions. Especially for they, a like, logic extremist. Right? And so, like, for Spock, I get it. He's half-human. He should have those reactions. The Vulcan Admiral, I don't know that they would. Especially if she was really a logic extremist. She wouldn't have any kind of emotional reaction whatsoever. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, man. (laughs) We gotta move on. This whole scene struck me as dumb. Uh, Yeah, let's move on to other bad parts of the episode, please. Let's move on
0: to apparently they didn't learn anything about Skynet.
1: No. No, they didn't. No one here has seen Terminator or Terminator 2. Uh yeah, or we three, just decide or, four, or any of them. Or, or any of them. Or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Gotta> stop. <laughs> they made a Skynet. That's literally once you get once we get onto the station, we figure out that they made a Skynet, which is what control is. And uh and it's all bad.
1: Arium turns on them, obviously. And they got to fight the system to try and lock Arium out, but then Arium is trying to upload the data, and all this is bad. Tilly has a really good,
0: somewhat good idea, I guess, about uh, trying to jar her by sending her memories over, mm-hmm. um, which works a little bit, I guess, to get her brain working, although the virus still controls her motor functions. Right. And she says, you got to airlock me before I download this stuff to the
1: computer. Yes. Ed Burnham doesn't want to do it uh, because Burnham doesn't ever want to do it. This show loves to make Burnham, put Burnham in a bad situation and be like, now you have to kill your friend. And they've done it several times before this. Uh, Ed Burnham has thought of ways out of it. And this time there is no way out of it. You must airlock your friend.
0: Interesting Uh, that uh, this is the moment where Burnham, she has to do it. And unlike all the other times where she's been logic, she she started the Klingon war, remember, by being mm -hmm. super logical. Mm -hmm, And like mm -hmm. it is now, and this could be part of the character arc, right? But like, this is literally the time when she has to do it and the security chief has to do it because she's not going to do it.
1: Yeah, because Burnham won't.
0: Everyone's shouting at her to do it. The Pike is says, I
1: order you to pull the lever or whatever, right? And she won't. And so the security chief, in a heroic effort, pulls the lever instead. Despite suffocating. Despite suffocating. Uh, I'm I'm glad she was okay. She didn't deserve to get murdered by the AI like that. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would like to know her character a little better.
1: Maybe one day we'll get an episode where we learn anything about her character <laughs> other than she breathes weird air. That's all we and know. She's the
0: security chief from the Enterprise
1: hmm That's all we know. Yep. Um, um,
0: before she goes... I want to talk about
1: before we... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Be,
0: oh. So, like, before Arium goes, she tells her to look up Project Daedalus. Right. Yeah. And that everything is because of Burnham. Um, and then they have a really good ending to this episode. I mean, they give... Yes. They give Arium a really good send-off, which is the shutdown of Arium is the end of the episode, which is good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I want th- to. I want to say uh, I liked the the end bit there. I thought that was really good. I thought that was very good. I think that despite
0: what we're saying about like, and I think it in spite of what we're saying about Burnham and like, is it a character development that she can't do it? Is it you know like why can't she do it? Is like a different question than is all the end of this good? And I think all the end of this is good.
1: My only problem with the end part of this episode is the fight scene is so bad. Why do oh, we just terrible. have to have a fight scene? Why couldn't they just go on a thing and like have Arium attack them? And then they lock her in the airlock. Like you didn't need to have like a 10 minute scene of them try to kick each other and throw each other into walls and stuff. It's unbelievably terrible. Like Star Trek is bad at fights, like physical confrontations.
0: Well, Don't do it. There's always a power mismatch in Star Trek fights, right?
1: Always. Yeah, it's one person Perium is they, way
0: stronger than Burnham.
1: Yeah, she's way stronger than both these people. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is there even a contest here? And so you always you know, have that like,
0: reason that the other person doesn't kill the weaker one,
1: and it's like and so it's, you, you it's go, never good. You know, and these and these fights happen all the time in Star Trek. Go back to the original series: Kirk versus the Gorn, right? Mm-hmm. There's a power imbalance there. Kirk's throwing his two-handed, you know, haymakers, and so he does nothing. The Gorn does not care. Right. But that's not what the episode is about. The fight is, like, the problem in that episode, right? Yeah. And, and so and the episode gets better as they stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the lesson is right there. Yeah. And it's like a super famous episode. And like all the other episodes of Star Trek where they try to have like hand to hand fighting and stuff just don't turn out good. The show isn't built for that.
0: Not and um, I, some of the DS9 ones about the Klingons uh because their martial culture and their you know like that's a sparring thing. Some of those are okay.
1: But yeah, mostly. And a lot of it though is like in you know like they're having like a left, you know, training thing or they're doing a you know a battle between these two people you know or tournaments and stuff like that as opposed to like straight up like let's fight because we're here to kill each other yeah stuff yeah you know the rest of the fighting in star trek typically happens with you know people at war with guns and shooting each other and stuff yeah um which works a bit better i would say Anyway, that's my complaint about the, the end of this episode. I really hated that stupid fight scene. I wish the entire episode would have been improved had they not had that. Um, but okay. it, and like I, like you said, you know, the end of the episode is good. Um, yeah. And it leads perfectly right into the next episode, I think.
0: I think it does. Um, I had to make a note at the end of all this, which was, wow, this is the heaviest episode of Star Trek TV I've seen in a long time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they really, you know, they really wanted you to feel for Arium throughout all this, especially, you know, as... They, oh, no, for episode
0: 10. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, episode, episode 10, 10 starts... Is, yeah, episode 10 is like a episode 10 big 15-minute, like, send-off to our beloved friend who we really only learned her backstory last episode.
0: But they, they so they, they start with that funeral, and they give you a interesting, like, this is what it means to be in Starfleet. And Saru sings a song. And I was kind of like, oh, boy, here we go. Mm -hmm. And then they just shift
1: instantly. Like, all right, right, well, that's done. Thank goodness we jettisoned that problem. It
0: was like, no, the funeral was like the end of the show. It was like, okay, and now season 2A. Because all that precursor stuff is done. We've set it all up. Here's the plot twist. You don't get to find it out later. Mm-hmm. Burnham, you're the Red Angel.
1: Yeah, it was her all along.
0: Wait, what? You know, it's like one of those, like, oh, this was this was in Arium's memory. Uh, Your signature is the Red Angel's signature biometrics or whatever.
1: It, magic, magic's biometrics. It was you, Michael. You did all this. Will I, you tell us why? I
0: want to point and out. And she's like, well, what? <laughs> I want to point out something very clear here. Hugh deliberately says if there was any doubt because computers can't fake this stuff i, I would have know. caught that you are not the red angel if there's any difference in your pattern signature at all i would i know. would know there's no chance you're not the red angel just
1: remember that for later <laughs> i mean you don't even remember very long no you don't have to
0: remember it very long Um, Anyway, I I want to know what happened, like, in the writer's room. I I would love to have an interview with somebody from the writer's room for episode 10, where it's just like, and then we decided to just go for it.
1: (laughs) We just decided to do the plot. Flip the switch and go. Here's the stuff we started talking about at the beginning of the season. Let's just have the whole dump here. I like Spock's reaction to this, which is
0: everyone's like i don't know if i believe this and spock's like no nah, it makes sense look at her
1: he's like, <laughs> he's like this this fits her emotional profile of needing to fix everything that isn't her fault all the time i'm a jerk <laughs> <laughs> good though and verdum's like thanks for sharing spock you dick yeah yeah it's pretty good uh, though it was I like, good
0: I like, and then section 31 just shows up
1: and they're like by the way we're here still we're here Um, and we got good ideas also um we have daedalus it's definitely ours uh you didn't make it up this could be real yeah and everyone's like uh what yeah no i
0: love that i love that they show up and they're like we've got ideas and cornwall's like i'm cringing okay (laughs) okay good because in the next scene you find out like it, the plot dump here is just crazy. There's no time crystal, Andrew. There's no pretext of any of any mystery anymore. It's just like, well, time they, crystal. They found out something, so we just have to tell them all that we developed this... I I had them develop the spacesuit time crystal lens time lens crystal. flare meeting time. I don't time,
1: time crystal.
0: Yeah. Okay, time crystal.
1: I. I feel like I'm feel incensed in a car. by the idea of time crystal. I'm, Why I'm, did they do this?
0: I'm in a car and we're driving down the road and like we hit a pothole and then we hit a second pothole. And instead of like slowing down and looking at the road to see if there are more potholes, we just freaking e-brake power slid around a corner to try a <laughs> different road. While at full speed. Yes, absolutely. While still on the gas. Yeah. Fast and Furious sm- style. We got to smoke
1: those tires. We got to smoke. Cool.
0: We're on a different road now. It's like, wait, but we could have just stopped to check if those were the only two bumps that we had. Uh,
1: no, time crystal. Um, I uh, made a comment throughout this episode, uh, which finally gets resolved in the next one. But here is like... Does Hugh just not wear uniform anymore? Is this he's just in a black suit this whole episode. I was so confused. Yeah, is like is he is he not they're, on duty? They're because he, he does doctor stuff here, and, and I was like, is he just not wearing his uniform? Because it's like it's they're, cooler for him to be in a suit. What? They're, Why? They're, something about TNG.
0: You got who is in charge of what and who is in charge of who very easily and instantly. Right. Like, the colors on the uniforms helped a lot. It helps a lot. But also, like, when did Burnham get re-promoted to Commander?
1: Uh, I don't mm -hmm. don't know, man. Why does Hugh? So, you know, they they, they all say that, like, Hugh is a new person and he has started over and he's not even the same guy that he was. And he's dealing with all these issues with it and stuff. So then, like, do they just immediately reinstate him to his old position and everything? Like, I no. I don't know. And, and so, he, He's acting like he's a doctor and he knows all the doctor stuff, apparently. I mean, he he's the but same. But he's not wearing too. the uniform.
0: But yeah, I mean, he's having that like midlife crisis thing of like, I don't know what I am because my body and my mind were
1: reconstituted from nothing. Yeah, and I think we get more of that in the next one, right? Or is it all this one? Just
0: like tap, tap, tapping on it. It's like almost like why did you bring this character back?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like what? How long ago did they bring him back? Five episodes now.
1: Yeah, it's been. What have we done with Hugh? Nothing. Ugh. I don't know why. Uh, Also, um, by the way, Leland killed Michael's parents. Um. Oh. Oh yeah. Um. We had to. We had to reveal that also. Which I think they mentioned before, right? Like, we heard that. We heard Leland say it or something. Oh, we've heard that Leland doesn't want
0: to... He didn't want to be around Burnham because he felt guilt and they didn't say why.
1: Right, okay. Uh, I knew we had had a hint at that. Yeah. Uh, And so we find out that they worked for him and that's why.
0: Yeah, she's... the, The plot reveals keep coming as we power skid around a different corner Yeah, yeah. Your parents were actually secret agents for Section 31 developing a spacesuit that uses time crystals to affect the future because we thought the Klingons were also trying to create a time war and wipe us out.
1: It's like, whoa, slow down. Did literally no one learn anything from the Temporal War way back in Enterprise? I, I literally don't understand. I
0: think that this is directly connected to that idea right like the temporal war is out there and so they must have figured out that the klingons were also trying to do this kind of thing but yeah like you would have thought like mm, that was a really big problem in enterprise one mm-hmm. and, and when when did the guy not show up again to be like hey section 31 it's me the, dude the guy from the future that, that from the future.
1: That, maybe you should not do this. That, that I'm here to stop you from ruining everything again. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that dude from the future isn't worried about the AI wiping out all life. I, I
0: guess so. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah. So uh, they come up with the I, worst I plan three I've times ever my heard
0: notes. Like, please. What is the time crystal? Do I not know right. this from something else?
1: No, you don't. You, time crystals aren't a thing. Nope. They just made it up for this because they needed to have a magical timey-wimey device. And this is what I, they came up with. I guess when it's I looked stupid. it up. They couldn't have just like had her make a suit and be like, yeah, there's like a magic part of the... Like, why do you have to have a magic part of the suit? You can't just have a suit. They made a time suit. There you go. That's it. You yeah, don't have to have a crystal. I mean, like the- and then he shoots it with a gun later. Oh, no, the suit broke. It got shot by a gun. Yeah. This is fine. You don't yep. need to have a magic time crystal. No. Clearly you don't.
0: I mean, none of the other shows had it, and they did time stuff. I don't understand. Yeah, it works fine. Why ah, chrono
1: particles. They... Ah, who I don't cares? Understand. Science. I mean, literally, over don't get... it works. Yeah. We didn't need magic time crystals to do the, the time stuff before. It's... Don't need it now. It's terrible. It's it, I literally really wrote bad. A gigantic all caps time crystal like four times in this episode, and the next one too. Because it's just like I don't know what is. Why did we do this? I don't know. Pointless. I
0: but I you know through this through line though the entire time I just am reminded how much in love I am with Michelle Yeoh and her portrayal of this Philippa Georgiou Taren. Yeah. Yeah. Every second I, she's on screen in these yeah, two episodes
1: good. is just like so good. It's good. My it, like quickly escalating towards my favorite character. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rapid ascension
0: probably yeah. outpacing everyone else in the show oh yeah yeah
1: uh i there was uh spock has a really good line here um what was it Um uh, he goes like oh like that was satisfying or something what, what did he do uh this is after Colbert visits um what's her name the admiral oh cornwell yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, and oh, before yeah! They, the, don't before you love they start that, the stupid his, plan, his his
0: his entire his entire point is like so, uh, Admiral. You used to be a therapist, and you're like, really, dude? We're in the midst of this huge crisis, and you're Do going you back think? like forty years in her career and being like, so, so we don't really have a Deanna Troy on this show. You want to like step into that for three seconds? <laughs> it's like. A-
1: do you think there's someone else on the ship who could also be a therapist?
0: Yeah. Who's maybe not in the midst of a big problem.
1: You know what they do in these kinds of cases in people in real life? They talk to their friends. You could have Dr. Colbert talk to one of the other bridge women or people who are there. He could be friends and be like, man, man, I'm just so torn up about all this stuff. I don't really know. And then his friend would be like, bro, I get it. Wouldn't and it be that's great the scene. if And you learn guy- stuff about the other guy and find out that Colbert is also friends with so-and-so. Wouldn't it be great if. I made the
0: show better. You're welcome. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Goatee Guy had anything to do except say something's wrong while on the bridge and trying to target
1: something? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. That's the guy. There you go. Colbert can be friends with that guy. And there you all go. of a sudden we got And have then he gets a scene off the he, he gets a scene off the bridge. They're sitting in the the lunchroom and Colbert just has his head in his hands and feels feels all bad and his friend comes up be like, "Bro, I we, I know you need to talk. Let's talk it out." And then there you go. That's the scene. You don't need to involve the admiral who's probably busy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very <sighs> weird.
1: Very weird, um, this
0: show. I know yeah. I know why they're doing it. And it's because they don't have time. But then they find time for things like this. Which? I don't know.
1: Do you mean this terrible plan
0: that they came up with? No, the plan is why they don't have time to think out things like, what other characters should we develop off the bridge? Because we've got to spend 35 minutes explaining our stupid plan.
1: Uh, their stupid plan, which... <laughs> To be clear, the, the plan is let's let Burnham commit suicide. That's the plan. Yep. Uh, now, you know, suicide is a, is a complicated topic. Uh, and, and there's uh, a lot of things going on here. But uh, Pike is cool with this? No, Pike <laughs> is not cool with this. Pike is not cool with this. In fact,
0: as the plan goes down... Everyone wants to abandon the plan as... Okay, so here's the plan. Sonequa Jones' character... What's her name? Sonequa... Sonequa Martin-Green? Martin-Green. Yeah. Sonequa Martin-Green is gonna act her ass off.
1: <laughs> Carry this show, please. She In does. Acting. She really yeah, does. does. Uh, You're right.
0: She, she carries... The weight of this entire series of things that has to go down right now on her back, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, she acts her butt off. And it's the only reason it's good. I she has to sit in a chair on a planet where they're going to use the planet as a power thing to create a field around the red to angel. Do some magic stuff to capture to, it, to, right? But she has capture to capture the red angel. She has to look or appear like she's dying. No, so, not look. She has to actually die. Well, they think that she, the red angel will show up if she's if she's pretending to die. But then it doesn't work, and everyone wants to pull the plug. Except Spock, who's
1: like, nah, let her die. No, Spock, Burnham is like shaking her head to be like, no. And somehow Spock interprets this to mean, yes, she wants to die. Yeah. Spock, my man. Yeah going a little far here let's real like, crazy let's hmm yeah let's, let's do some self-examinations here so she but dies anyway, so, like so spock literally dies. holds everyone hostage Giorgio yeah. and stamets and everyone else down on the, the planet he's like no you can't go out there and save her and he's pointing a phaser at him and so then she dies and then the red angel appears right and are like oh it works
0: resuscitates her right. with a red beam of light
1: Magic health beam.
0: And, uh, and, uh, what's his name? Leland gets stabbed in the eye.
1: Does that, oh, it does happen here. Yes, it does. Which was awful. Uh, and then, um, why was that? The why lady is falls there, out of the thing Why of the, is there a, a needle in, in that machine? Great question. Great question.
0: Right? Like, why is there a needle in that machine? Great question. I don't know.
1: Okay. Uh, the lady falls out of the suit, and it turns out it's um, it's her mom. Oh, goes, mom! At oh, the yeah. Very end that happens that's right the there, end. right? Yeah, that's the very end.
0: The very end is uh, it's not, it's not her. It's her mom. Yep. Twist. All right. Next oh, episode eleven opens <laughs> on a flashback
1: to the, the time crystal uh, to
0: the to the to the parents. So, mom and dad. The dad is mm-hmm. played by Kenrick Green, by the way. Should Martin? I know him from something? Martin Green. Sonequa Martin Green, Kenrick Green. Oh, is it her actual it's dad, her real life husband? Actually. Oh, yeah. huh. Who was also on Walking Dead with her? I think that's where maybe where they met. Very cool. I did not know that. Yeah, I I know. I was like, wait a minute. When I saw him, I was like, I know, I know that guy. And so I looked him up and I was like, oh, crazy. That's her husband.
1: The, uh, I like this little scene with the parents and, uh, the young, uh, we've seen young Burnham a few times uh, in this season and young Burnham and the parents, uh, you know, have a little family moment. They did a good job casting young Burnham. She's really good. Yes. I, I like this kid. Kids often can be tough to cast and act bad. This one did a good job. Yeah. Uh, and we see a ship land that, Andrew, <laughs> I know you want to talk about. What is this ship, man? Can we? How do we? I don't even know. I you... don't know either. I've never seen it before. I literally wrote in my notes, what the heck is this ship? I. So did you look it up? No. I didn't Bro, that's uh, here's the here's the thing. I've decided I will never do research about this show ever again because the show writers didn't care enough to do any research either. Why should I? Yeah. I don't even know. I couldn't find it. Yeah, not surprising. Cuz it doesn't look like a bird of prey, no. right? But it has a weird kind of like the wings are angled in that way that you could maybe believe it's supposed to be or something. Yeah. But it's, it's all raised up in a weird way with like a weird, I don't know, throat area or something. Was it, was it one of the ones
0: from the TV show?
1: I don't, I don't remember having seen it
0: from the, um, from that movie. The second one.
1: Hmm. The
0: second one. The the one with uh, the remake of Khan.
1: Oh, I have no idea. I Again, I, it, like I saw that movie once. I don't remember it. Oh, okay. Also, that movie didn't take place in the past, right? Although I guess it's only 20 years from.
0: Hmm. It would be contemporaneous with this.
1: Yeah, roughly. okay. But Kelvin timeline instead of this, right? I don't know. I'm going to have to look this ship up later
0: because I I still, I don't get it. I don't get yeah, why I don't. they keep bringing, e- e- either this is a ship we've seen and it's at a, such a strange angle that like I don't recognize it. And if you know what it is or we're just missing that it's a bird of prey or something.
1: Uh, yeah, please emails. write in. I, I really want to know. Yeah, podcast at we com. Please, yeah. please tell us. We're I really, curious. they
0: just need to get to the D7 and the modern Bird of Prey. Like, we need to, we need to be done with these wacky
1: pre, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. I don't know. It was weird. It took me out of the scene. It was really annoying. And I liked the rest of the scene. They did say
0: they were some sort of like commando unit Hmm. that was supposedly engaged to take out this thing because they somehow knew about they somehow knew they were doing the time crystal thing and then they came to assassinate them so Mm -hmm. maybe i
1: don't i don't know man i don't
0: get it okay we gotta move on whatever
1: gotta move on Mm -hmm. uh yep uh it's her mom they she's she's out burnham is is losing it
0: Because she wants Uh, to go see her, but they're like, you have tachyon poisoning or something.
1: Yep. Conveniently forgotten later, thankfully. Uh, And man, this new, like, hollow AI sure is dumb. That's what I... Oh, really? Because, like, like, you know, you see Leland getting, like, you know, I don't know, eviled up or whatever. Nanited, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. Squid babied or something uh and it's just like immediately like straps him to a chair and is like let me explain my evil plan to you
0: yeah well (laughs) why right you're just gonna take him over with nanites he'll know your evil plan he
1: didn't need it didn't need to tell him (laughs) yeah he'll know as soon as you inject the thing into his brain or whatever, and he'll know real good then. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That was very silly to me. Um, and then they, they, they hand, find they hand that, what's her face. They hand uh,
0: Burnham the log of missions that her mom has right, been yes. on 850 mm-hmm. time jumps.
1: Yes. Because apparently uh, this thing has infinite energy somehow. Time crystal. time crystal, time crystal, time crystal. Also, infinite storage. We learn later. Time crystal, time crystal, time crystal. Time crystal. Uh, crystal. And uh, the 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 problem now in this episode is that there the universe is pulling back. Your We're pulling down to, and keeping yeah. them here, and and equal and opposite reactions mean that she's being pulled back into the future again, which makes no damn sense at all
0: her mom has to yo-yo back to 950 years in the future, no matter what happens. It's like, because
1: the universe says so yeah. and time is alive because, and because magic. we quote Isaac Newton four times. Yeah. This is some of the worst, like, okay. Star Trek has always done uh, science as magic, right? That's normal for the show. Yeah. Like tachyons explain millions of things in the show. Engineers wave their hands over stuff and are like, oh, the readings on this thing have gone down. But it's like it, it, they do it in a way that is like you could cons- you could believe that there's science that proves what this guy is saying right sure. here. This is like science as an explanation to hand wave away science. Yeah it's just like why I oh the universe it. the universe is pulling back uh yeah, that makes perfect sense because Newton has a law right guys yeah 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 that's that's not what would happen like you you could just rephrase all of these lines and have it not be annoying and like pull you out of the scene by saying things like oh the gravitational waves of time or whatever are pulling her back into the future it, my by my calculations this will overwhelm our power in four hours there you go i fixed the scene <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and like they do this over and over and over in this part of this show where they're just like uh why is this thing this way uh, i don't know easily quotable thing that a average person will have heard of oh okay that explains it and it's like no it doesn't <laughs> you just hand waved it away yeah, um so yeah what is what's the difference
0: between in your mind and I have an answer for this I think between creating s- silly Star Trek jargon to wa- hand wave it away and this kind of like base high school science in the future way I think, way of I think the dif- it
1: away. I think the difference is the unwillingness to engage with concepts beyond like a base level of education like, does this require you to accept that this person knows higher math or something? Mm-hmm. It, like, I have to believe that Jordy is some kind of like hyper competent engineer and took a lot of schooling to learn why tachyons work like this. Because In this he way says you stuff. can, because he says stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now the way they say this is like, oh, obviously any person could know that Newton has a law, right. so therefore we can ignore this problem because Newton has a law it doesn't require you to engage with like a scientific or intelligent explanation for anything. It just requires you to understand basic math or physics or whatever.
0: But we're in the future and we're trying to create some sort of crazy system. And so they should have a better answer
1: in things that are far beyond basic physics and math, right? Like (laughs) we're trying to pull a person out of time and hold them here against a tether and all this stuff. Like explain it using the systems you already told us are in play, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just saying Newton's law and then, okay, we don't have to handle this problem anymore.
0: Yeah, because later on, when he says, like, <laughs> they're using all this power to hold her there, right? Right. Yeah. And later on in this episode, they're like, okay, we'll increase the power. And he's like, well, we can't do that. If we increase the power, the universe will increase the pull. And you're like, why? How does it. Is that true? That Like, how can that be true? If that's, that's- true, then, like, how. There's either homeostasis at a certain right. power level or this doesn't work.
1: Exactly. Yes. Right? Like, but they don't engage with that idea at all. It's just like, oh, well, the universe is just going to keep pulling harder. It's like, no, it's not, man. Well, if it's not.
0: How- <laughs> it, it could be if you don't like, apply equal and opposite reactions because equal and opposite goes both ways. So, yeah. which means there's homeostasis, right? That's why gravity works.
1: Yeah, that's why everyone doesn't get crushed into the Earth by gravity all the time. (laughs) It's a... It is just... It is a, like, fundamental misapplication of how science works and scientific thinking. I think that bothers me. Right? Because, like, if you're thinking scientifically about why it happens, eventually, whatever force is pulling her back into the future, you can either overpower that force, right? And therefore... There isn't any which they said no. they could her.
0: they could do it, but they need a supernova.
1: Right. And so, OK, so like they can't overpower the force, right? Because right. they don't have a supernova. So this was always going to be a problem. Right. Why didn't they start explaining that then rather than using a simple analogy later? That hand waves away the problem, right?
0: It's very confusing.
1: It, it's extremely confusing. Um so the the whole thing now is about getting the sphere data, right, and they're the uh evil Leland now is all like <laughs> how does everyone on that Section 31 ship just not immediately notice that he's acting bad?
0: <laughs> you know He, go- he talks he- about like how he's he's cultivated this air of not knowing whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy. So,
1: I just you, mean for the stuff our favorite we seen,
0: figures it out before anyone else, right? And that's yes, why of course, character. Yes, but, that is. Um, it. Yeah, they try to delete the archive, right? Because and the, the Pike data. Says, says, that's it. I. You know what? I don't care what the repercussions are. I don't care that the sphere wanted us to save the data. I don't care that it could be Saru's. Like this is like
1: burning the Library of Alexandria, or another analogy to the Library of Alexandria that I'd never heard of. And and Pike is like, too bad. (laughs) Delete it. He's like like, torch it. (laughs) Uh, And but Andrew, uh, the data won't allow itself to be deleted. Okay. Look, it's encrypted. That's not how data works. It's
0: encrypted in a dead language. You can't do. You can't. It,
1: the data encrypted itself. Okay. It can, the it data is alive itself. too.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't just uh, press
1: delete on an encrypted file, JJ. That's not how data works, you guys. <laughs> Again, the like, the simple, lack of someone simple s- applying an stuff intern here. in the
0: office could have been like, what? Wh- why?
1: Like any person that has used a computer could just be like, you can just delete encrypted files. It works fine. <laughs> like, there's no problem with that. What, what part of this is stored in a computer means we and can't actually, delete it. All of this made it like they They spent this whole scene to explain why they can't just delete the data. Look, right. Secure erase. <laughs> why? Did, why did they even bother with this scene? Fine. Don't try to delete the data just because they then have a stupid plan that follows later but like why even do that don't do this scene (laughs) just do the thing just like plan the rest of your scene and ignore the part where they could just delete it over there having a plot hole like that where it's like you could have just deleted the data to start with is better maybe (laughs) than having a terrible scene try to explain away the pothole (laughs) write zeros over it yeah, I mean, you know, look, there are ways to delete data, right? Uh, but the whole thing about, like, oh, this data won't allow itself to be deleted, which is a thing that they come to later. And the reason they come up with their cockamamie scheme to beam it into the future or whatever is, like, just what a hey. joke, dude. <laughs> hey, remember that Arium was a cyborg
0: and she already futzed with this thing? Maybe she did something to prevent you from deleting it.
1: There you go, man. You explained it better than they did, hmm. and then you don't have to have a dumb scene. Hmm. And it saves on the uh, it saves on the budget too, because you could have just used like you know the three dot flashing instead of like a weird yo had to area special this out of the delete command. There you go, man. Oh, oh no. it'll take us a while to fix this. Oh, we won't have enough time, to, have fix enough time to fix it before. What's our name Let's gets pulled back in the future? Option. There you go. Yeah, we Ugh. we can transfer and
0: delete though. Somehow transferring isn't copying. Uh, that's the other thing about this that I'm. Oh, kind no, of no. Like, so
1: it's it, it's they're cutting and pasting Andrew. <laughs> yes. They don't know about they don't know about copying. It's <laughs> yeah. just cut and paste. Cut only and paste that's the only thing apparent, you can do in the future.
0: Apparently, there's no such thing as copy file. Where you still now you have two sets of data you've got to get rid of.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's only one thing you can upload it and then it's gone from the other side. See, you don't ever make copies of things. That's not how it works. God. It's just like computer illiteracy all over this episode.
0: What an absolute mess of computer illiteracy! I just just bad. Don't get it.
1: But hey, uh, Andrew, are you excited to learn that Spock's crippling failing is that he has dyslexia?
0: Is that is is it a crippling failing? I think it's a strength, JJ.
1: Bond certainly sees it as a crippling it, failing.
0: It allows him to understand how time is out of order
1: because dyslexia. Because dyslexia. <laughs> I just wrote dyslexia, lol, in caps all over this hey, page. On. We do not, we do not Look, condone no, the-
0: that dyslexia is funny. It's a hard condition to live with. I know, I'm sure it it is.
1: It's tough, man. I believe it. And I feel for anyone that has this problem. But the idea that him having like a learning disability is the thing that makes him special and unique. What? (laughs) His. his Because he has dyslexia.
0: His Vulcan side gives him logic, and the dyslexia allows him to understand things that are out of order in time
1: oh no you didn't need this <laughs> just do th- because he's a human and a vulcan do that that's Me. good and he knows burnham that's all you needed that's to do literally it
0: right it's because he's human vulcan and knows burnham
1: that's <laughs> all that needed just be like, oh, who does Burnham know that I could go to and tell this stuff to and might have a chance of, of understanding me, the red angel.
0: They had to write Spock, dyslexia. Spock, the guy who's a human. In- they had to oh! write dyslexia into episode four to do this. I know. It's so dumb. I I, <laughs> I really want to be very clear here that it's not funny and it's not something to be ashamed of to have dyslexia. No,
1: it's a perfectly it is, normal condition that happens to perfect perfect millions, millions of people. Thing.
0: It And many more millions than people even think because so many people have either learned workarounds for it or don't even understand, like, that they are affected by it. Like, this is, like, a serious thing that, like, it, of course. it's a real serious thing. And it's treated here like some sort of... It's like magic powers. Magic power that, like, is connected <laughs> to universal understanding. It's like, dude, this this is like a real thing that affects people and, like...
1: Spock they- even says, like, I trained for years to get rid of this problem, like, to understand and to fix it, you know? And, the, and Burnham's like, it's what makes you special. <laughs> it's like, what, dude? <laughs> That's, what? He just called Spock the guy with the learning disability special now too. Like, uh... just so. Oh my gosh, man! I, <laughs> I'm not laughing at. I'm laughing at the like situation, not because he has dyslexia. Like, like, I guess giving a beloved character a like flaw that we never knew was there is an interesting way to I make a spin on him or something. Think, I, I don't think I that, love, like, actually this
0: itself is bad. I, dude, when they brought it up, and they were like, "Actually, Sarek doesn't hate Spock because he's half human. Is Sarek hates Spock because he has dyslexia." I was like, "Whoa, hold on, that's crazy and kind of cool." I yeah, I didn't hate it when they when they brought it up, you know. And then it was like, I was like, "This is really interesting that they gave Spock a backstory where like." he's been dealing with more than just human emotions. He has like a human learning disability and he right. had to overcome that to, to become Vulcan enough to make people understand him and like proud of him. And like, that was cool. And then they turn it on its head and they're like, it's, it's also so why he's he special
1: time. It's like, wait, time. Wait, stop. It's stop. like no.
0: no, go back to the good part of this.
1: You don't, you didn't need to do that last part. I know. You just somebody get out? the liquid paper. Hurry. <laughs> I know, dude. Uh, um, Man. you know if episode
0: 10 was them rolling the rock uphill this is the downhill part where it is
1: out of control it's just, yep. the rock is just There's spinning the, downhill our, as our car as on though our car on the road analogy we crested the hill going 120 and now we are in free fall <laughs> towards the road where <laughs> no one can see the road to know if it's full of potholes or not who cares we already hit the jump we are
0: in midair
1: wow um, I like our Hamlet car analogy. They like to quote Hamlet a lot during this episode. It, well, um, you know,
0: I actually they clo- they quoted it here, but it's a it's a Star Trek thing to use Shakespeare. Like, oh, I'm not, unusual. I'm not,
1: uh, I'm not commenting that it's bad. I don't have an issue with it at all. Uh, Hamlet, hell yeah. Henley, is what i'm talking yeah, about is what i'm talking about
0: i'm into that i'm i love that like i love that in the future like klingons are going to be quoting shakespeare at spock and now we know that spock also knows shakespeare and like there's this entire universe of like people that classical literature are in taken the, human, like super future yeah they've taken human classic literature and are like we've we've studied thousands of years of earth culture and yes, you you were all right. Shakespeare was the one.
1: <laughs> like, okay. I know. It's like, it's like, everyone is like, you know, I think we should read this Hamlet play. Even in Klingon, we need to... It's like Klingon primary school teaches Hamlet because apparently it's that good. Well, I mean, it's really great in the original Klingon. Yeah, it must be, right? That's what I'm told. <laughs> um, so
0: uh, Burnham and her mother finally meet and they... Uh, Stick their hand in your chest and rip out your beating heart and crush it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Literally. She, yeah, she's just like No. Martin. I'm not Green gonna give you a, again. What you want.
0: Saves everything with the strongest acting of all time.
1: And like thank goodness, because like these scenes could have been extremely cringy if this was done bad. Yeah. <laughs> like acted poorly. Um but thankfully she does a good job uh and, and sells like her l- mother literally like stepping on her heart. <laughs> oh god. I could I could
0: watch, I, I
1: I paused it and I'm like do I
0: believe this is how this would go? And I thought about it for a while and I'm like yeah, I think after 900 missions and 20 years of her life right. She would be this disaffected by like the she's not she's she's disconnected from reality at this point right mm-hmm. and she says later like babe i've seen you die so many times i can't I, like physically can't connect to you i think she says to pike you're all ghosts to me like yeah she does say you're not that, alive yeah. you're, you're just puppets you know yeah,
1: you're just shadows you know i'm just here you know doing this thing you people are just like You'll all be gone in a little bit, right? Pretty good. Pretty it's good. It's a good scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. Um, they come up with some dark matter plan to free her somehow.
0: Transport her out of time with dark matter.
1: With dark somehow. matter.
0: Yeah. Because we don't have a supernova.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Again. Again. This I don't would be I, fine this. Is, if there was this, would a be time fine. Crystal. Right, if there wasn't the time stuff, I would be okay with this. This is like the perfect like we could use dark matter through the transporter amplifiers see, and do all this see, stuff. Like, yes, this, this is fine. Do yes, that. It's fine because you didn't do the thing where you're
0: like, but then the equal and opposite react and it's like, no, just stop. Just just use dark matter to transport her out of time and just like Exactly. Accept that, the Jordy
1: idea and move on. Yeah. I accepted this. This was great. I, I thought it was silly, but I was like, "Yeah, great. This yeah. is the kind of Star Trek silliness I Dark want." Dark matter transfer. I want this. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Fine. here is where we get maybe my favorite part of the episode: the georgiou Tyler alliance is <laughs> formed.
0: So good. So so <laughs> Leland tricks Georgiou. or well, he doesn't trick her. I guess he plays on her desire to be the most important woman in the universe and she's right. and he's like yo this time traveler knows more than you don't you want to get rid of her here's my plan and also rid of she's her. dangerous
1: yes because she knows more than you and also burnham loves her more than you isn't that a problem yeah. <laughs> he really rips on her and, and it works like, yeah it, it does work it and should you, like, work watching her and you're just like Did he know to push all these buttons before? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it seemed kind of weird. He, he, you know, it's like
0: the, you know, those like, you know, like in Jurassic Park, the breaker scene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just like, I was watching him flip every breaker very slowly. And you can just see Michelle Yeoh's perfect acting in the scene where she's just like, I'm not buying it. And he flips another breaker and she's just like,
1: Mm, no uh-uh. no i'm still no, not buying. it flips it. another
0: breaker and he's just like well maybe, okay, maybe he flips another break <laughs> He's like, just like all right i'm in <laughs> and then you electrocute tim you know what i mean <laughs> yeah exactly
1: like, right at the end there uh, right at the end oh um,
0: man it's yeah so good. it's it, well well done
1: and they trick uh so she goes down there and and places this device that's stealing the upload to the suit stealing the copy sure. stealing the cut and paste right yeah she's intercepting the cut and paste. Uh, and uploading it to section 31 this
0: could work this this is the only data stuff they get right that could work you could you could redirect I mean, yeah, the transfer
1: or you don't even need to redirect the transfer you could just copy the transfer you, again
0: you could just put a a logger in there and just steal all the bits
1: as they go through yeah exactly it's a it's a whole thing you know copying mm. um anyway <laughs> you know so the <laughs> So they have this plan. Section 31 is doing this thing you know, okay, so their the transfer the is ongoing. Is the
0: transferring this this data to the suit, and they're going to shoot the suit into they're a perpetual be- wormhole future?
1: They're going to beam the suit. The, their suit is going to snap back into the future, and they're going to force the suit to keep jumping into the future, I guess? Somehow. Yeah, And so it will always be in the future of wherever it is, and the therefore the AI could never get it. And they will beam Burnham's mother out so that she lives in the present now.
0: This is a great plan that we all knew was never going to work, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Right. There's no way this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, And so as a part of this, Jojo catches on.
0: Interestingly, she says that Burnham's mom says a line word for word that Leland says.
1: Do you oh just, right! He's like, I am. They made a deal of it, right? Because they they flash back to Giorgio going, "Huh," and then Leland also saying the line.
0: Yeah, it's Do you it, think he, that's it's because like because she knew this plan was never going to work, or just because she knew the AI had said that before.
1: Oh, I I feel like she just knew that that's a thing that the AI says about her. That's the way I took it. Okay, that's fine.
0: I I accept I, that answer. I was I was more concerned about like her reaction to this situation did not beget the argument that she knew what was going to happen. Cause if she knew what was going to happen, she would have just sat down on the ground and not done anything as it played out. Right. 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 Exactly.
1: I think the, uh, yeah, it's like from the way I took the scene, uh, she says this to Giorgio, right. He's like, I'm a threat that can't be handled or whatever. I forget what the line is exactly,
0: but the, but word the exact
1: words, that Leland had used to her about this lady earlier. Right. And Georgia was like, wait, what? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then my favorite part of the show so far is the Georgia Tyler Alliance, where she (laughs) She, messages him on the secure channel. Why
0: why are you texting me? Is like, yeah, basically he's like,
1: he's like, he's like, Philippa, why are you texting me? This is weird, dude. And she's like, She's like, if you betray me, I will just, live long enough to make sure I hurt it. you slowly.
0: It really reminded me, in like a weird way, of like of Dwight in the Office, where he does that like episode on making alliances with people.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, a little just bit, just
0: like, yeah. we're in an alliance.
1: It's like like okay, we're in okay. this together, and if you betray me, I will murder you slowly. He's just like his uh, reactions. I, pretty. I, good. I didn't never, like, did it? Did I agree to this? Like,
0: but his reactions, like. She's like, I'll kill you. And he's like, I've died before. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, man. Uh, and then clearly they proceed to hatch a plan off screen. Uh, We get a fight scene because we always have to have a fight scene, Andrew. We can't ever just have something resolve. We have to shoot each Look, other and or punch each other. Or Michelle
0: on screen. There needs to be martial arts at some point.
1: I, you know, what, I didn't hate this as much as I hated the one in the last episode. I'll say that.
0: There's a lot more shooting in this, which makes some sense.
1: Yes. Uh, And eventually, at some point, um, the AI decides they've had enough. We have to beam down it. Oh, because Michelle Yeoh turns the the transfer off, right? She stops the stealing of the And
0: Tyler uh, walks in on Leland's face coming apart or something. Oh, Um, right. yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, the AI doing evil stuff there. Uh, And so he beats the crap out of Tyler and stabs him. Stabs him with glass.
0: Tyler tells Discovery what's happening. Everybody's got it all out in the open. We know that Leland's the bad guy. He beams down. There's a big fight, and uh, they kind of manage to stop him. But the he only way they can the stop suit. him is yes, he does shoot the suit. And there's a big point that it hits the crystal, and she says no. But there's no resolution of what that means.
1: As well, so the I think. The way I took it is like, oh no, now she's just stuck in the future and can't time travel anymore.
0: I see. That was okay.
1: that was how I took it. But maybe well, don't I'm worry, wrong. They can just get a time crystal apparently. Yeah. <sighs> uh
0: they come up with the plan that they have to send the suit with whatever amount of data that the suit got versus oh man, we'll get to well, that. Well, because a the universe
1: is still pulling back, so they eventually right. have to release the suit, so right? So
0: they shoot the Machine and it sends her and the suit back into the future. Yep. They beam everybody out and they nuke the
1: mm-hmm. planet, but Leland gets away. Because we can't resolve it yet. There are still more episodes in the season.
0: Right. Um
1: did I miss anything at the end there? Oh, uh no. At the very end Spock and Burnham sit down to play chess again.
0: And we finally That's see something I've never seen before in this show. The buckles on their boots are sideways Star Trek logos starfleet logos badges whoa not not even joking
1: she's laying on the bed the buckles i don't think i noticed that
0: the buckles on her boots are silver starfleet badges going sideways. wow
1: i always thought their boots look kind of dumb so i am uh, okay so like look at their boots right and then look at the shoes and stuff that they wear on tng and ds9 or whatever Mm -hmm. they're just wearing shoes man
0: yeah well even in enterprise it was like these are like combat boots or flight boots or whatever not a big deal right and the now they're wearing shoes. like
1: chonky boots in this show real chonky boots and you know i don't know is it just like is is sonequa martin green just like really short and so they want to try and like there's a stepper up or something but like scene, it, they're wearing they're... some chonky boots man and in all the other shows people are just wearing shoes it's just use, normal
0: when they use the transporter at one point you see how short michelle yo is accidentally oh yeah i she, didn't notice yeah she hits the teleport pad with leland early on i think in episode 10 or something and i was like is that a child oh it's michelle yo <laughs> she's like yeah. three feet shorter than other people on the show i
1: mean she she isn't a tall woman but like you know <laughs> yeah they usually they fix that stuff with perspective i guess they missed a scene <laughs> yeah
0: no it's all good
1: Yeah, Uh, Um, it it didn't help that
0: she was so like the camera angle put Leland like center camera close, and then she was camera right, but the angle was like Dutched so that she was far from the camera. So she's already gonna look gonna look shorter. Perspective, she's gonna look shorter, and then she's already shorter. So it just made her look like tiny. (laughs) Pretty funny.
1: Oops. Yeah. Uh that's one of yeah. those so, uh,
0: we should have shot that a different way. Oh well we only have one take of it and we don't have time.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is like a, we get one shot at this, oh well. Uh so you know, I mean this brings us to the end here. Um I think there's one thing opinion. I
0: want to talk about here.
1: Okay. Let's go.
0: Arium already transferred some data mm-hmm. to the computer on control on the on the thing. Mm-hmm. In here they say they tra- they stole about 50% of the transfer. Mm-hmm. It's an AI. It's gotten two mm-hmm. transfers of data possibly overlapping, right? Like if it's a if it's a cut Maybe, and paste yeah. then it's the same data over and over again because it, it doesn't
1: also again this isn't how oh, we don't have to work like this with data. You can take different parts of it. You could you, want, you could,
0: right? If you knew what you were taking um in advance or sending. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So he has upwards of 50 to 80% of the data, depending on how what he stole. Mm-hmm. How much more does he really need?
1: Yeah. So like, this is the other thing too, right? Like this sphere data or whatever, right? The whole point is that the sphere gathered information of all kinds of stuff, right? All sorts of things. Like it gathered it on right. languages and other cultures so and all this stuff. But-
0: AI is probably like 1% of the data. He may already yeah, exactly. have it. exactly. <laughs>
1: Right, like, it, why did it need all the data? Like, does it need to know about all the dead languages and stuff? No, right? It probably needs to know the stuff about the AIs or that it maybe, needs. Or maybe it needs all the data to
0: become sentient. I don't know.
1: I don't get it, Again, the unexplained. Implication um, is. But, yes, it's extremely silly uh, the way they do that. But, you know, hey, we get what we get. Yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Um, I think my you know, I want to wrap up here. Yeah. Uh, or ra- towards wrapping up here. I think the, my opinion of these three episodes, like I enjoyed watching them. I don't think I will ever watch them again. Unlike
0: other star Treks,
1: Yeah. I, I, like, I don't saying. feel like I, again, maybe my opinion will change as we get to the last episode of episodes here. We haven't watched yet. I don't know. But I, I don't, because of the narrative, like, through forward put of this series, I don't know that I ever need to rewatch Discovery, you
0: know? I don't think you would need to, right? Like, you know how it ends. There's right. There's no real episodes that are standout standalones. So you're not going to pick up, you know, I'm not going to pick up the Saru standalone episodes, which is like the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. And watch them. I get what so you're saying. So that's my I get what you're saying. Um I really it's really sucks to to like bag on particular things that are really bad cuz it makes it sound like we're thinking like everything's bad, but like man, some of this is so good. Right? Mm-hmm. Like some of yeah, it is There so was good. a great acting. There, was
1: there is really
0: good acting Top in here. notch. Should win Emmy levels of acting from some of these people. For some of this stuff, but then there's stuff like you think about the show in its entirety in season two. How many times have you seen Jet Reno? Yeah. Why did they intro? You know, like why introduce some of these characters? Why not put time into some of these characters? There's a lot of stuff that stand like the that stands to be like. Did you think about this in a, in a whole? Yeah. I, of course they did. They're writing a show. They had to have. But like it's weird without finishing it to to try and guess where they're going and why they did certain things, and then when you when you get moments early in the show that you think are great, and then you find out that they were using them for some agenda later, like the the dyslexia thing, like that is a a, a tiny little piece of Spock that could have been just stayed, a tiny piece of Spock that this show added, and instead they had to take it because they needed it for some sort of explanation they didn't need mm-hmm. and i think that's where it gets me and where i have to make comments that make it sound like i don't enjoy what i'm watching because right. it's not it's not entirely true i am enjoying what i'm watching i wouldn't keep watching it if i wasn't enjoying it
1: yeah and i, I think I just, like that's something we should gives... make clear that yeah. like we're having a fun time watching this if we hated it we would have stopped yeah absolutely <laughs> and and i there are parts of it, and again, we we talked about it this whole episode. Parts of it we don't like, <laughs> yeah, but but we don't dislike it enough to stop watching it, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, I on guess the whole, you do know, yet. I
1: guess I don't know. There's possible I will, but I you know it seems unlikely at this point.
0: On the whole, I don't. I I don't dislike it. Uh, on the whole, right? I I kind of right. like it. Um. I just think of like, there's moments here that, that could have just been like taken out or redone and just, I wonder what this show is if it's what you said, where the, the A plot becomes the B plot. I wonder what this show is if each season is eight episodes instead of 14. There's a lot of room here for different stuff to have happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know if the, like I don't know what the answer is here, like it it would making it shorter have been better, maybe they needed to add more filler, maybe they needed to have like more episodes about individual characters, mm-hmm. like maybe that would have made it better. I don't know, yeah, because but, it walks this weird limbo right now where because like what, remember when this season started, we sort of thought like, oh, were they gonna start doing like a an episode of the week thing, and we yeah. were kind of excited for that, yeah um and and, obviously we were wrong but like you know i didn't you know maybe it would have been better if they had done that i don't know there were
0: man so like the the previous season it's it's go 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 and they kill characters and they they like they develop people as the show is going you get development from Stamets. You get development when Hugh dies. You get development, and the, they don't sit and focus. But you get the development as things happen, and then they try and sit and focus somewhere in the beginning of this season, and then they stop again, and they get back to the like the a plot, a plot, a plot, and then they drop in these like five minute moments with some of these characters, and you're just like, we're not focusing enough to keep doing this. So like either do it or don't do it. But stop trying to like tightrope walk other types of Trek and either commit to being a narrative only show. Yeah. Where we'll get character development as we go. That's fine. Like, that happens,
1: man. Like Yeah, exactly. But like, there, don't try to have it both ways. You don't need to. Like, it's not necessary, even. Yeah. Don't keep filling the middle of each season with Monster of the Week stuff. And then also, don't make every episode have to have a fight scene (laughs) yeah similarly right like it's a a i don't know if it is just like some mandate by a producer or something but like it really feels like every episode ends up getting warped by this idea that every episode has to end with a fight or have some kind of fight in it space battle there can't be any episode that doesn't have like an explosion or fists or guns and, like, there are plenty of episodes of Star Trek throughout the years that have no shooting, no fists, no guns whatsoever.
0: I think it's also really starting to pan out for me on one of the things I, I'm, I don't understand is why they named it Discovery. Discovery because mm-hmm. there have been moments along the way here where you think okay cool this is going to be like the science ship that when enterprise discovers something or finds something that needs further study these guys are going to go out and, f- and look for it and then there's like the spore drive and it's like okay well maybe they discover stuff in alternate reality spore drive land and then they don't right. do that and, and then these yeah, seven I, seven signals happen and they're they're part of weird stellar phenomena we need to go study oh okay that's D- we're discovering this discover. stuff. It's just just they could have named this Star Trek warship because all it does is really is get in fights.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's a a big failing of this series that their solution to everything is eventually to have an action scene.
0: It's and really. I'm. It's one of the I want reasons to- I'm excited for a spinoff of the Section Thirty One stuff because if they can get away from it, maybe season three is finally like. And things calmed down for Discovery after that under Captain Burnham,
1: and then they can go have the action show with Michelle Yeoh, who's better at it than all these other people, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. um, I uh, I want to call out here a uh, another video because I watched this like a little bit ago. Uh, I'll link it here in our chat so that you can watch it when you're done. Um, but the I don't know if you ever watched Red Letter Media before. Mm -mm. Uh, these two guys, um, these, these are the people that did the, like, Mr. Plinkett review of the Star Trek or Star Wars, uh, prequel movies that are, like, an hour and a half long and ripping into the movie and why it's terrible, right? These two dudes, um, Mike and Rich, are, uh, like, big Star Trek fans. Uh, specifically, they both like The Next Generation a lot, and they, this video is them talking about some of their favorite episodes of Next Generation, but they break down each of these individual episodes and talk about, like, why the episodes are good. And at one point in here, Mike, uh, the guy on the right in this, uh, the thumbnail, talks about, like, there are the here are a bunch of different types of episodes that you get in Star Trek TNG. Right. And he's like, there's the there and most of these episodes have like the A B plot thing, which is very common in TNG where it has, like, the main overarching thing that the episode is about. Like, this is a Riker episode, but it has, like, this B-plot of, like, Crusher and Wesley having a problem or something like that, right? Sure. And it's, like, there are these, like, eight or nine different types of episodes, right? Where it's, like, oh, there's a, um, you know, here's you have to meet an ancient alien, or this one is about doing something else. And there's, like, you know, the episodes vaguely fall into these, like, various categories. And there are, like, eight or nine different ones that he came up with. And he's like as compared with Discovery I have one category of episode for Discovery right, because yeah. all the the episodes all end up falling to like the same kind of pattern where there's the main plot and then eventually you have a big fight scene that resolves it. And he's like that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um and so anyway that's the I wanted to call that out because I was thinking about it and it it really is true that this series I think is the Discovery now I'm talking about is uh, is worsened for not having variety in the type of episodes that it comes up with. Because th- all of them end up having to come back to having this fight scene again.
0: You know, it's um, it's not... I don't think it's worsened... I think it's worsened by the idea that everything ends up in a fight. I don't think it's worsened, though, by the lack of variety in, in plot structure, right? I don't think it has to be TNG. I don't think that it has to provide you with monster of the week or anything else this could be prestige star trek only with a, with a narrative plot structure that goes one to one to one to each episode right mhm i think I, that you they had they had trouble both seasons here committing to that structure they had a space whale episode in the first season, right? Like right. Yeah. That's true. Harry Mudd's funny. Harry Mudd is like important for having gotten Tyler to the ship. Mhm. But beyond Harry Mudd getting Tyler to the ship, we didn't need Harry Mudd takes over the ship. It was a fun episode. I really liked it. Mhm. But that's because that that was the type of thing they were committing to. B plot becomes A plot, A plot becomes B plot, right?
1: Right. Stick to that, or don't. Yeah, I, I just think the... Yeah, I, I mean, you're right, right? It doesn't have to be a... TNG clone. A TNG clone, of course We're not. We're going right? to get it, that and, in the other and show. And it was never going to be.
0: That's what so, Strange New Worlds is going to be, right? It's going to be... Is it? I don't know. Strange have New they Worlds said that? is supposedly going to be a throwback to the original Star Trek, and since TNG is a throwback to the original Star Trek, you're going to get some blend of 60s and TNG Star Trek where it's monster of the week, solve things without fighting, that type of stuff. I
1: okay. hope. Well, that's the, that's I, the promise. Yeah, I, also, I also hope then. Because I mean, that's the promise. I think that. that's what I want.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and that's fine to want that. And it's also fine to want prestige TV from Star Trek. And I think that given the streaming platform and how they're going to have like five Star Trek shows, I wonder where this fits in. Because Section 31, what is that going to be, plot structure-wise? You know, we've already said what Lower Decks is, which is Monster of the Week cartoon-type stuff, comedy. You're Mm going to have have Problem of the Week, Strange New Worlds. So Discovery and Section 31 are going to have to chart a clear course going forward when all these other shows are out there to not start to flounder
1: mm-hmm
0: and it's i think it's a good idea to keep this a narrative structure but let's maybe lower the stakes from universal destruction all the time yeah and, yeah and and start the idea like you had which is it's good to have i think it's good to have this plot through line that maybe tng doesn't even come close to which is you know, maybe season you know, three I is think... like we think Lorca's alive in another timeline and each episode we're going to work on getting him back
1: a little bit, you know, as we... I know you like, go... Andrew, I know you like Jason Isaacs, okay, but they threw him into a star. He's gone.
0: <laughs> that's the bad one. The good one could still be out there and they need a captain <laughs> for this ship is what I'm saying, you know? I yeah. don't know if I could handle Captain Saru in season three. So that's where we're yeah, headed here. Okay.
1: I Yeah, you're right.
0: Man. But, like, cool. Investigate pulsars and stuff and... Yeah. Let's, you know... And work on another plot or something. I don't know.
1: I I think that, you know, I think it was interesting. The beginning of this season was interesting because they were investigating these anomalies, going to these places, trying to see what would happen, right? It's just that this is... We have now hit the, like, the denouement or whatever, where, like, we hit the downhill slope of the... We we had all the rising action, and now it's time for the, like, you know, steep hill to conclusion as fast yeah. as possible.
0: And But the thing is, they didn't solve the mystery.
1: Yeah. Right? And like they the haven't. Seven- and maybe they're going to here in the next couple episodes. But Or they better, because we only got three
0: left. But the seven signals are not related to the mom being in the Red Angel suit. So now there's another mystery. But, like, really, the mystery the whole time was, like the main structure of what you wanted from this maybe was we do the thing where we use the name discovery to go investigate all these weird things that happen at the seven signals. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that episode where they go to that planet, it's related to the main structure. It's related to the overarching narrative of this season of what are these signals, what's happening to Spock. But there's this huge mystery of like, what is this planet of humans out here in the middle of nowhere? How did they get here? Why do they not have power? Who brought like Yeah. That seven episodes of that, right? You start off with episode one. Spock is a problem. You go through seven episodes of that where they're also tracking Spock at the same time. Maybe they find him somewhere in the middle. And then episode eight, nine, ten, or even less than that, to resolve an actual mystery. Yeah is a whole different I, thing than now we're fighting AI we're now we have literally like terminator 2 here like we got to destroy skynet
1: and like yeah, fight fight yeah. fight I think I, I think, the rest I of think their problem I think their problem here is that their overarching plots are the end of the universe every time right Picard had this problem too actually Yes absolutely and you can have an overarching plot It can hold a season together and be interesting without having it be the end of the universe. Just because Game of Thrones did it doesn't mean you have to, okay? It's like the end of the world is a plot. You can definitely have that, right? Walking Dead has shown the end of the world can be a show for 15 seasons or whatever. But you don't need every show to be about the end of the world. And you know, it, and like, I think as we're talking it through here, we liked it better when it wasn't. Yeah. When it, when it wasn't obvious that the solution to this was the end of the world. Right. Yeah. And it got worse as, you know, as it is trying to tr- make that transition from cool, interesting mystery to, Oh, we got to save the universe. I don't know, man. I, I feel like we're just talking in circles here. we, we're going to watch these last three and I'm interested to see what happens. I want to know the resolution. What is the, what were the seven signals about? Because the mom said she didn't do it. And it so seems obviously like something's up, it,
0: right? Like, yeah. What? Maybe the AI, AI did it, but like if there's more signals at this point, because there was, there were seven and they've only done four.
1: Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We, there are three signals and three episodes, Andrew. Yeah. And we've gone so. through, wait, hold on. We've gone through 11 now. Twelve?
1: Eleven was the last one we okay, watched. Okay,
0: so we've yeah. done 11 episodes with seven signals and only to, only gotten to three of them. Hmm. What? Yeah.
1: What a missed opportunity. Yeah, make the whole thing about a cool science mystery thing, you know, and find out that the angel was the Dis- one causing all these problems. Discovery but- is about a science mystery? That's too much okay. hope for, I think. Yeah, I guess.
0: Anyway, I... We're we're unnecessarily bagging on something that I'm still enjoying.
1: Yeah, it's true. And you know, I like I said, you know, my favorite thing happened was the JoJo Tyler alliance because it's it was fun, and I like JoJo as she her character is developing further here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I'm curious to see where it'll go. Is Tyler going to betray her and risk being killed slowly? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he's already in trouble.
1: Yeah. Got stabbed um, in the guts. Oh, that's good. true. Yeah, he got stabbed pretty good. I forgot about that. That's that's bad for him. All right. Well, if you uh, want right. to
0: stab us in the guts with your ideas about why we are getting <laughs> you know this discovery <laughs> thing wrong,
1: uh, yeah, you can hit us. Uh, we're uh, podcast at we were You can uh, yeah, send us emails about this subspace transmission, and we will happily read them and uh, maybe talk about them next time if they're interesting. Hit us with words,
0: though, not with actual.
1: You please don't hit us with actual shards of glass. It looks yeah. very painful. I prefer not to
0: not he, to do that. You did a good job. It looked very very
1: painful. It looked bad yeah it looked bad right. um,
0: well, uh, next time will be episodes 12 thirteen and 14 and we'll know all the mysteries and... the
1: end of season two mm-hmm. and I hear Andrew season three has a start date and it is not that far away okay Oh, exciting. All of you out there, um, I believe it's in mid-October, so. (laughs) Great. Get ready. Yeah, and I'm going to watch that Lower Decks, and maybe we'll talk about that next time, too, if if it's good. Yeah. Are they doing it weekly? Is that the thing? It's a weekly, yeah. Okay, so I got a little bit. I can catch up. Yeah.
0: They also are doing a t-shirt club. What? So if you watch Lower Decks and you like it, each episode, they're doing, I guess the company that does Lower Decks, uh, Titmouse has done this before for their other shows. Every week they release a custom shirt for that. Is that episode? So this week is huh. like, uh, like a sports apparel, like property of USS Cerritos shirt. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, okay. by the way, the first episode is called second contact. <laughs> I like it. It's <laughs> just a good name. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, they do, they, they, they have an idea of what they are pretty quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, I, like I said, I'm going to check it out eventually. So we'll, we'll maybe talk about it a little bit next time. So.
0: Okay. Cool. Until next time. Until next time.
1: Yeah. Here's hoping, man. And give me a level. Uh, hello, this is me talking in like a kind of normal tone of voice, but sometimes I get a little louder, you know, just saying.
0: Okay, cool. You're still in the yellow there. Oh, I've officially done it, my man. The paperwork is complete. We will see if they... Lemon Law or Car. Okay, wait, what?
1: Did I not tell you it was on its sixth oil leak? Yeah, you told me it's like the oil pan thing, it like won't stay, and then... Yeah, some sort
0: of silicate silicone caulking they use to put the oil pan on instead of a gasket, it just keeps leaking. Hm. So, uh, I officially did the paperwork to try and use the Lemon Law.
1: And so, obviously six is like too many.
0: Yeah, more than four. E-
1: Yours can't be the only one with this problem, though. Like, is every car from this model year?
0: My guess is this engine from this model year, I have seen a lot of people on forums saying that they have leaks. Okay.
1: Is this the, like, upgraded engine or something? This
0: is the, yeah, the six-cylinder supercharged turbo? Yeah, turbocharged six-cylinder that is brand new for that model year. Okay, which is of there course a big mistake to buy, right?
1: Like that was that was the thing. Yeah, it's like well, this is the one that's brand new for this model year. There's the problem, right? I just
0: got such a good deal on it. My eyes got bigger oh, look, man. Then my brain man.
1: can't uh, can't tell you, man.
0: I know, but it is what it is when it happens. It's just yeah, I think that the thing is they they probably didn't sell super a lot of them in the grand scheme of the amount of cars they sell, so.
1: Yeah, it like yeah. It's tough, man. Uh, you know, as a person who also looks to buy uh a car maybe sometime in the next, you know, I don't know, year or two here. Um yeah, you know, my current one has like over a hundred K miles, and I would rather not pay like five thousand dollars to service the transmission. Um Yeah, I would not want that either. Is that really a number? Uh no, I haven't got it quoted. But the last repair I did to it was very expensive. Oof. So. Someone will buy that uh, car, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried. Like, the debates I'm having are, like, how much do I want to spend cleaning it up to try and sell it on, like, do I want to try and sell it on, like, an auction website to try and get, like, more money? Or do I just want to, like, sell it to someone around here and just get rid of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it is a popular car in that it is, like enthusiast friendly the engine is good you know and i've taken like decent care of it and like if someone wanted to like strip it out and make a race car they could do a pretty good job of it i was like, gonna say
0: someone be, will buy that and track it very guaranteed
1: yeah because like the transmission is in like not bad shape um you know the the engine and the clutch are like well um you know well done and all that stuff so i would be surprised if someone didn't want to buy it for that but like do i want to try and sell it to like someone far away (laughs) to get like an extra thousand dollars or not if
0: they're looking for it which a lot of people probably are they'll come to you my yeah my dad had a dude fly out from arizona to buy his suburban because it was a specific model with a specific engine right like if it's something that's out there that's in demand which i think that car is uh, you probably get bites no matter what you do. Yeah. So we'll see. Cool. It's an um, ongoing look for what you want next.
1: Yeah. I have ideas of cars I want next, but I don't want to go to dealers to drive them and see. So I don't really know what to do about <laughs> that. Rent them? Yeah. I don't know. Can you rent cars from, de- like, new cars?
0: No, I just was like, if it's a model that maybe like two or three years old, you could yeah. get, and then you'd assume it might be a little better because it's newer. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe I could I think try. Run renting. the same
0: risk going to a rental shop anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I'm just kind of like, all of this would have been fine in a world where like this COVID shit didn't happen. Yeah. But because we are like, I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's like all my plans are kind of just like on permanent pause.
0: Oh, same mm-hmm. here. Yeah. with Like we're doing the house refi and that's all paperwork that, mm-hmm. you know, I think at the end of it, we'll have to have a notary come by maybe.